Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to The Midlife. Hi, Tracy. Hello, Kimby. Hi, everybody. So I mentioned briefly in our last episode, but we got sidetracked as we always do on other conversation. <laughs> but I, first of all, I want to stop clearing my throat when we're recording. That's number one. Also what I want. I, I'd like to stop um, doing that weird click thing I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's always the editor. <laughs> so <laughs> God bless the editor. God bless the editor. <laughs> Um, but I want to circle back because I mentioned to you that one of the things that had me kind of stressed out right now is I got my blood work back. We, you and I have been dabbling in the bioidentical hormones and I had my first blood test and my blood work came back and so many things about it threw me. The first is that, um, my testosterone came back at 245, which is meaningless unless you know that the little range that they give on your test results says it should be between two and 45. And mine was 245. Yeah. So I started freaking out like my hair's going to fall out. I'm going to have back knee. I am going to have roid rage and I am transitioning into a man, like completely flipped out. <laughs> So I called the doctor this morning. I'm meeting with her on Friday, but I was, it's, a, it's, I know we got to stop doing this, but it's a Monday here, even though it's New Year's <laughs> Eve for you guys, but it is like <laughs> mid-December Monday and I'm meeting with the doctor on Friday. But I thought, of course, I wildly Googled like natural ways to combat testosterone, like, you know, went crazy down that rabbit hole. And then of course the result had come over the weekend. So I called them this morning. I'm like, look, this is where it is. And I thought before I come in on Friday, should I retest? Because also my like logical brain said, this could just be a, you know, an anomaly, something weird in the test, or there was a mistake or something, maybe like retest it before I completely freak out, which I was like, wow, what a grown up to be mature about it for a minute and stop being hysterical. So the nurse comes back on the line and she says, no, that's peak. And it will settle back down around 175 which was very reassuring. But then it also made me so crazed and why I feel like we're all in this position to begin with that the current medical advice of the range of two to 45 is still it's, in the I'm dead inside range, yeah, it's but so that's wrong. medically accepted. It's, it's not for anyone that knows what's going on. <laughs> so in the, you know, the people I hate, the people... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but tell you, yeah, it's a, uh, it's so wrong. It's completely wrong. And just so you know, mine's up and maybe even higher than that because everyone's body's different and they process mm. it different. And it doesn't, my, I think I need to be closer to 300 for my body to be working right. And it doesn't do anything bad to my body. It actually feels like I'm actually running correctly. And so don't freak out. Yeah. There, there's definitely, and it fluctuates because your body's going to process it and use it and, you know, start to break it down. And like she said, that's peak. So you just started, it, your body's figuring out how to metabolize it and use it. And isn't it? It's just crazy. 
But I just thought it's really important. And I think that you and I have the objective of sharing this information because we have to collectively establish what the actual normal is supposed to be and not what the medical institution has told us it's supposed to be or where they even derived that number or was that, is that the number that, you know, a complete, like a menopausal woman would have or not have, and that's not what is actually going to make you feel good. And if we're not sharing that information, then I would like to spare somebody the freak out of, oh my God, my doctor's overdosed me and I'm going to die. (laughs) You know, completely, completely good. It's where it's supposed to be. If you're walking down this path. Yes. I think it's hugely important that this conversation continues. And and I think what I keep hearing from people is you have to find the right doctor too, because most doctors are like, oh, just suck it up. You're going to be, this is what it is. Like you're in the normal range and you're just, you know, exercise and eat right. And it's, it's, (laughs) it's, you know, I just want to punch people sometimes. It's like, of course, yes, but it's not the answer when you don't, when something inside of your body is not actually being created that you need to function Mm -hmm. correctly. And a lot of the medical world is going to tell you tough patooties, old lady. Yeah. You know, but I just said, make you feel really bad about it. Well, isn't it funny that you and I haven't even had this conversation, right? So had I known that yours was maybe supposed to be closer to 300, I would have been thinking, oh, okay, this isn't, I haven't had some horrible overreaction to it. In fact, it's the expected and intended reaction to it. And I need to not, I just need to completely discount what comes back on the lab result because I do trust my doctor and I do think I'm in the right place. And I do think that she's experienced enough and, and educated enough in this realm to be doing the right thing by my body. But it's like, I'm so tired of it being like a medical mystery that, and I'm so glad that, you know, we are talking about this and that people can be listening And I just think to point out, like here, you and I are so close and we are sharing all this information privately as well as with all of you. And we haven't even talked about that. Yes. I didn't even realize. And that's what's so great about this is to keep having the conversations. We talked in that way with my doctor. So she was so forward about the numbers and what was, you know, like, don't even look at that number. That doesn't make any sense. That won't be anywhere. You, you will be, you need to be more like here and, and this is, you know, these are the new paradigms and you don't be surprised if you need to be this high and, you know, like do not freak out. We were, it's a dance and every person's so different. And this, we have to find your sweet spot that works well for your body and, and even how long it works. Like, you know, when you need something else or when you may need more or, you know, a re-up or whatever, depending on how you're handling um, it, if you're adding in hormones and things like it depends how your body uses it. So I, I guess I didn't I didn't have the freak out because I had such good support around it. So I'm glad you brought it up because I I I wouldn't have realized, you know, it's so funny how you you expect everyone to have the same experience. Well, so. here's what's crazy. So in retrospect, I have an amazing replay camera in my brain. And in retrospect, she had that conversation with me. Oh, okay. And she was throwing numbers at me. And all I kept thinking was I did have some testosterone in my system and it was within those normal ranges. So I was actually already concerned that she was going to be treating that because 
I did not process the information that mm. the range given by the lab is not a range that gives you a happy body, happy life. Right. That's dead inside. These are the dead inside numbers. <laughs> yes. Right. And so, perfect. You are dead inside. This claim, this shows. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she, what she did exactly. And so I can, I can play it back. I can hear the conversation. I now, and so it was a hundred percent on me and what I could take in at that moment. And because mm. I am such a black and white person, I was like, this is my number now. This is what the number of the lab says. And I totally missed over the part where she had the same conversation with me that your doctor had with you. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey there, midlifers. It's Tracy and Kimby. And did you know that we also have a natural body care business? It's called Hello Mellow. And it is a natural way to moisturize and get rid of any of your dry skin conditions from alligator skin to dry bumps to eczema, anything that you have. It's food grade, it's natural, and it really works. Grab yours at hellomello.com, H-E-L-L-O-M-E-L-L-O-W.com and use coupon code the midlife to get 10% off your order. Mm. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And we do that a lot when yeah. doctors speak because it's a lot of information. It's new information. So how does that even relate to me? You know, what, what does that actually mean? So I'm so glad you're bringing it back up. It's so important for us to talk about all of it. Yeah. And she probably like getting that call. She's probably like, I told her that. Why is she calling? <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah. She probably gets that call a lot. So she's probably like, okay, she's freaking out because the number's not in the ratio, right? In, right. in that little picture. Uh, I totally get it. And I think what's so cool about these kind of doctors that specialize in this, they're so supportive. And they are so like, just call whenever you're going to freak out because you're going to freak out and we're here and we're going to help you. And that is not an experience that I've had with a lot of doctors. It's a, an amazing experience just to have as a woman that you can go, you know what? I don't feel great this week. What do you think's happening? You know, is, yeah. it, is that just normal? Is that not normal? To be able to speak about your own body and your own wellness and your what's going on and to really be that present and feel supported in that way where you can be like, you know, and they can be like, yeah, that's just the way it is, <laughs> you know, or, or really talking through like, let, let's, you know, what is it and what can we do for you? And maybe, maybe it's just your vitamin D that's not high enough, or maybe you're not taking magnesium and you, you know, you need some, or there's so many supportive ways to take care of yourself that you probably just don't even know or are afraid. Like, can you do too much of this? Can you do too little of it? You know, all of that important. I think our, ex act. I think our experience so much with medicine, like God willing, you haven't had anything really terrible, right? It's like you get sick or you have symptoms and the doctor treats the symptoms and they're trained that way. Like the general medical community, it's not really about how you feel. It is about those numbers and those ranges and, and not addressing underlying symptoms, just treating symptoms. 
right? Instead of fixing the underlying cause that's making you feel badly. And so I think that that's, that's an important shift I feel for myself. And I, I think for women our age is to find doctors that are not just interested in treating symptoms, but in helping you address the underlying causes of things that are making you feel like shit. Cause you don't have to feel like shit, no matter what it is, whether it is hormone related or it's your allergies or it's, you know, pain that you have. It's not about deadening the symptom. It's about fixing the problem or addressing the problem or trying to improve the problem. And then certainly if there are other things that you need to do to address the symptom, fine, but at least like have somebody worried and concerned enough about you to find the problem. Don't you think? I agree. And, and, you know, it depends. I think there's like a holistic doctor, you know, there's many other doctors that may, you know, try to listen more and, and kind of are more equipped to take in all the facets of life and, and what make you a whole person and that make you well. Uh, so there's that. I, I have like 400 billion thoughts going on in my head right now. Tell me I them also all. feel like, I also feel there's very much a stigma about when you're past a certain age or you've already had your kids or you, you, you know, you don't get your period anymore. Like there's just, there's a stigma that it's just going to be that way. Right. It's like you, or, or you're depressed, right? We're going to, mm. we're going to make it. So we're going to give you pills for anxiety. We're going to give you pills for depression. We're going to give you pills. And, and like you're saying, those are those, they might be true. And I'm not against you getting support in whatever way you need to, but also getting underneath, making sure that your body is actually producing what it needs to be producing, that it's functioning, that your levels are right. is so it feels like so much more important to figure out why those things are happening. Because of course I think women at this age, you know, your anxiety comes up and your, you know, when your hormones are all unleveled and you're, you feel like shit and you have no energy and you feel dead inside. Well, yeah, depression, anxiety, you know, all of those things and you're not sleeping. I mean, there's just so many things. And so it does, need to be looked at holistically. And I feel like the nutrition, like, and then they're like, just eat right. Well, define eat right for this part of your life, because it's really more about adding in the things that add in those things you need. So how do you get more magnesium into your life to help with stress loads and managing sleep? And, you know, did you know grapes have them? <laughs> you know, like there's a, there's lists of foods that like can support you in so many ways to make sure that you're helping in that way too, but checking your blood levels, seeing how your body actually is functioning. And you can go through a whole nutritional and vitamin support and see, now check your blood levels again and just see where you are and, and you know, how, how that helped and where you need help. And you can, you can support yourself in all different ways. And I think there's a lot more information slowly coming out in that way. And I just want I want to be a part of that and, and help add to that and definitely give you some ideas and lists and information that you can support yourself in all sorts of ways to make and sure I think, you're feeling good. Yeah. And we have to take an active role in our care, right? We cannot give up that authority just to the doctors. So I do think that you have to, I think you have to have lots of different people on your team giving you their 
perspective from whatever their training is. And I think ultimately you have to be empowered and educated enough to make those decisions for yourself. Like my general practitioner is like a real, he is, you know, by the book, you know, classic trained doctor. He knows everything. I know nothing. I'm a moron for taking any kind of vitamin. They don't work. The studies show, of course, then that study is then, you know, rebuked three years later, you know, all back and forth. So that's definitely who he is. And I know that about him, but God forbid I've ever got something really horrible and I needed some very traditional like treatment. I would want him on my team. So he gets to stay. But the thing that makes me laugh about him is that I go see him about once a year for physical. And first thing he says to me every time I walk in is how's your asthma. And I always say, I don't have asthma anymore because I fixed an underlying problem. But he refuses to accept that. And then, and then mm, he always says to so me, frustrating. Oh, and then he always says to me, well, we don't know the long-term effects of those medicine, of that medicine. And I go, cause he wasn't the one who prescribed it. I found it. And I ha- had a relationship with an ENT who, by the way, let me just say, if you are suffering from any kind of like sinus polyps, asthma, eczema, food allergies, go look for Dupixent. That is my public service announcement. So he says to me all the time, we don't know what the long-term effects of this medicine is. And I say, yeah, but the short-term effects were I didn't want to live anymore. So it's doing a great job. I couldn't yeah. breathe. I couldn't yes. eat. I couldn't taste anything. I was having allergic reaction to everything. I was on like tons of asthma medication. I was exhausted. Like it was, it was no way to live a life. But so yes. I and was, you had to search it out and, and become your advocate. And I think there's a lot of that. Yeah. And I, I think, and I also think there's a lot of not that. So people just take, you know, there's that weird hierarchy, right. Of like the doctor knows everything and he went to school and, you know, and he knows everything he knows everything about, I say, yeah, <laughs> but you know, he's going to give you what he knows. And there's a lot of doctors that specialize in all different things and they know what they know and they know something different than that doctor. Knows, you know, so it's really about not thinking they know more than you inside your body. They, right. they, ha- they do know a lot more than you in other ways and you can yes. use them and ask them questions and gather information, but you have to be your advocate about what's going on inside of you. Absolutely. And, and he just makes me laugh so hard <laughs> because he doesn't, he can't accept that maybe something else worked instead of it. He's just a symptom treater. He's not a fixer. Yes. He's not an underlying problem fixer. Right. Which I just, right. And, that doesn't and I know that about him. him. He's like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I do think you have to put your team together and take the advice from lots of different places and then decide what's working for you. Right. The other thing I thought you were going to say um, was you started to say, talk about like the stigma, but I think there's a stigma against these other types of doctors, like functional medicine, holistic medicine, you, dietitian, you know, all these other areas that I think right. have been treated like quackery, but they're not. <laughs> there's a place, right. I think, for a lot of people in different ways. So I think that's I think kind so. of unfair I mean, too. Even the, even the pellet treatment that we're both doing mm-hmm. right now, you know, people will, you know, people will say something about everything. And, and if you don't stay open to learning mm-hmm. and just decide before that, you know, it's, it's something, then you limit yourself because you don't know and you don't, you know, maybe it isn't right for you, but how do you know until you actually go in research and try and, 
you know, I think there's also this other piece that it's hard to push yourself to be your advocate and to try when you feel like shit Mm. and when you feel dead inside and you feel hopeless because this is just the way it's going to be. And I think even for myself, having a friend that we could say we both feel weird and we both don't feel like we look like ourselves. We don't feel like ourselves. What are we going to do about it? Let's like team up and say, fuck this. Let's, let's try some stuff. And until that moment, and I, I didn't even realize that I had kind of fallen down the hopeless. And when you fall Mm. down the hopeless, you stop trying and you don't care about eating the good stuff and you don't care about exercising as much, you know, you, you you, you stop going after the things that feel good that you know, or that trying things to find what feels good because you just feel like shit. And so it's hard to reach for the goodness unless you have someone kind of pull you out and say, hey, there's hope. And I hope that we are doing that for you and knowing there really is a, a way to feel better and to not feel so dead inside and feel so like this is this is what it looks like from here on out. And it's just going to get worse. Yeah. Well, I think that a lot for a lot of people that suffer with chronic illness, I mean, that's how I felt. I had chronic illness Mm -hmm. and it is the absolute worst. Like, because you do not, you cannot see a path to ever getting better. And so like, if you get like a flu or you get like a really bad virus or something, and I've always in that moment, you appreciate your health. And when you know, oh, it's something that's going to pass and I'm going to get better. You can kind of fight through it. But when you're in that trough of chronic, of feeling chronically terrible, whether it's something diagnosable or not, it is so deflating and it is so debilitating. And I think you're 100% right. It's really hard to have the energy to continue to seek out answers and believe that you will come to something that makes you feel better. And I did that for many, many years. And like I'd have a little bit of success and think, oh, I finally am going to turn this around and then it would stop working. And it's just, it, I I don't even know how I got up and accomplished what I did on a daily basis. I mean, I was going through boxes of tissues a day because mm. I was so like reaction. I couldn't eat anything, mm. nothing. Everything set me off. My body was like in full on fucking revolt. Yeah. And I think I, in some ways, was just lucky that it manifested as this like weird sinus polyp asthma food allergy because- what if your body revolts and it's like something arthritic or it's cancer or it's MS? I think all of these things really are just a revolt of your body than when they've had it, when it's had it. Yes. And it's scary. I mean, I've been an autoimmune human my whole life. And so that is my body goes straight on the attack to mm-hmm. itself whenever I'm super depleted and uh, I have had to learn how to handle that. Cause it does, it just wipes you out. And so I have, you know, you get to a point in your life where, you know, Oh, I'm going down that path. That's going to show up in this way, but it's scary and it's, it's hard. And, you know, I've worked with people with chronic pain for years and years or, or illness. I've, you know, worked with a lot of people with the illness. And I think the, the biggest, most healing thing that I, have ever done with those people is to grab their hand and say, come on, we got this. Like, let's figure it out. Let's support it. Let's, let's gather you a team. What's going to make you feel good and hopeful inside. And that's, that to me is that turning point 
of, you know, gathering your energy to show up for yourself again in a new way. And, and I think it's really important that we do that for each other. I've seen how, how huge it can be. Yeah. Someone's and, so, process. and I don't think it's something to minimize, you know, we kind of will sort of joke about, oh, it's like your hormones and it's your sex drive and it's how you look, but these are not minor things. There could be a lot worse things to deal with, but providing that you're not dealing with those worst things, like this is important how you feel every day. Yes. It's how you show up for everything, you know? Sure. You're the people in your, that you, you know, live with, live for, and you deserve to feel well. Um, and that information is out there. And I just, I don't think it should be so hard to find it. So maybe sharing our experience about how we are finding some relief and success, you know, maybe our path isn't the right path for you, but maybe at least it sends you down on a path that finds something that helps you feel your best, whatever that benchmark is for you. Yeah. And, you know, if you need extra support, here comes the moment we're going to tell you to reach out to us and we're going to tell you how, because we, that was funny. One of our good friends, <laughs> one of our good <laughs> friends the other day said, I love that you tell us to reach out all the time, but we're not sure where to reach out. So <laughs> DM, please DM us on Instagram and you can email us through our website or what else can be? Oh, I mean, There's, you can message us on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. And it's, you know, you can reach Kimby and Tracy or Tracy and Kimby at the midlife.co comes to the same place. So do you have to remember who goes first? You can reach out to us. Um, you can join our Facebook group, Muddling Through the Midlife. You can post in there. You can post anonymously if you have a question, if you want some, you know, crowdsourcing. So I'm sorry if we had done a bad job, if our friend can't even find us, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> These other, these avenues. Yeah. So email, DM Instagram, message on Facebook, join muddling through the midlife. Um, and you can post in there. You can post anonymously in there. And those are all the ways to get us. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Linda. And also, if you guys come up with anything like that, we're always open. We're learning with you. So feel free to share if there's something that you have a question about or you're like, Wait, how do you? We're here for all of it. <laughs> 